I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Filmmakers are ditching the high-end cameras for the humble phone. Well, to be fair, improved technology is fast closing the gap between top-quality cameras and smartphone cameras. So it's not exactly quote-unquote humble. And content creators are already shooting high-res videos on their phones. So why not films? Now, why we're talking about phones and filmmaking is because I don't know if you watched Fursat yet, but Vishal Bhardwaj, the film's director. has proven himself to be a master craftsman of contemporary indian cinema once again he shot this 30 minute musical entirely on an iphone 14 pro i know i know it's been 2 weeks since the film was released by apple so yes i guess we are a little late to the party but this is not going to be a movie review it's the phone filmmaking trend that is getting interesting you know when sean baker's indie film tangerine came out in 2015 It caught everybody's attention because it was shot entirely on an iPhone 5s. Yes, that same phone that you might find a bit outdated today. Now, this was in the first phone film, but it generated a trend in mainstream filmmaking. After this came many more films including some from world-renowned directors like Steven Soderbergh, who shot his 2018 thriller Unseen on a phone. And by now you'll find iPhones to feature alongside the trusted Canon and Sony cameras as a preferred filmmaking tool. Even Samsung is hoping to enter this league by the way. Apparently it's roped in well-known director Ridley Scott to shoot a film with its Galaxy S23 Ultra. That's all the information we have so far. Now, you may call phone filmmaking art or out of the box thinking or maybe just a gimmick, but it's also function over form. In India, a lot of small budget ads and short films that can't have expensive equipment on hire are actually starting to depend on phones. As the Times of India article points out, national award-winning cinematographer Supratim Bhol shot an ad for Haldiram Nagpur with an iPhone 11. Then there's also this other short feature film Manohar and I from 2018 that opted for a phone due to budgetary constraints. And look, by now the newer phone models have features that support filmmaking. I mean, iPhones have action mode and cinematic mode, so I guess it is an enticing option in a frugal environment. So what are you waiting for? Whip out your phones and start rolling. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbari and this is the deep dive for 17th February 2023. Undeniably Microsoft's Bing which is powered by OpenAI's ChatGPT is making a lot of noise at the moment but you might want to hold your horses After a weekend where a million people joined the waitlist Microsoft rolled out the first wave of ChatGPT backed Bing invites earlier this week The excitement however was quickly tempered by a deluge of bizarre and absurd responses Let me give you a quick example So there's a story that's gone viral where Bing's chatbot had an argument with a Reddit user. The bot was trying to convince the user that December 16, 2022 was still in the future and that Actar, the way of water, wasn't out yet. The user had to post screenshots of the conversation where the bot even suggested that the phone was broken. 
to top it all off the bot signed up with a smiley face and said quote i hope you can get your phone fixed soon end quote talk about being passive aggressive right on top of it people have found a way to mess with the language model as well for example when a user tried to manipulate the system the ai responded aggressively and accused the person of lacking morals values and a life being expressed that it was hurt and angered by the user's actions according to an article by the independent bing's aggressive responses may be a result of the restrictions placed on the chatbot the restrictions are in place to prevent it from assisting with activities that are not allowed such as creating inappropriate content disclosing information about its own systems or aiding in coding on top of it some users have figured out ways to get chatbots to break the rules it's a process that's called jailbreaking this can be done by asking the chatbot to act like a bad guy or pretending to be an engineer and temporarily turning off its safety features to test it in short bing ai is struggling particularly due to its emotional outbursts but hey it seems microsoft has a history of launching problematic ai into the public domain as per a gizmodo report back in 2016 the tech giant rolled out a twitter bot called tay However, it had to be pulled down only 16 hours later after it started spewing offensive messages including sexually charged content, racial slurs and anti-Semitic statements. And it's not just Microsoft. Last summer, a Google engineer was fired for sharing a conversation he had with Google's sentient Lambda, which is its GPT equivalent. Despite all the popularity around AI-driven search engines, using chatbots for searches may not be the most suitable option as stated by Ben Thompson, a tech analyst and author of Stratigraphy. It's challenging for a computer to communicate with emotions rather than sticking to just the facts. So while we all initially thought that AI-driven search would revolutionize the industry, it has turned out to be an unhinged nightmare. And industry experts believe the main issue here is not the AI products, rather the potential impact it may have on the internet as a whole. But the haste in AI race right now is only leading to misinformation. Today's podcast doesn't end here. We wanted to pep up the Friday edition of the Signal Daily, so we're introducing a short third segment called One Last Thing only for Fridays where we'll bring you an offbeat story that you won't find in the headlines. Chicken is replacing prawns in Singapore's flight menus. Singapore Airport Terminal Services, which runs one of the world's largest airline catering services, feels that this is the only solution to cut costs because chicken meat is way cheaper. After incurring huge losses in the pandemic, the aviation sector is still on wobbly knees, which is forcing them to review their strategies. The International Air Transportation Association or the IATA says that annually airlines spend about 2 to 3% of their total expenditure on catering. So in order to trim costs while some are revamping their menus others are cutting down in-flight meal services entirely Now your tummy may rumble in a flight but less catering means less weight which means less fuel And as for prawns being swapped with chicken well at least nobody will get a shellfish allergy breakout mid-flight If you like listening to the Signal Daily please show us some support Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. 
This episode was written, researched, and produced by Manaswini and me, Shorbury. Edited by Venkat Anand. Mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal. Co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.